Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I am your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. Today is Monday, October 12th. We're getting close to Halloween, and dang, it's getting cold out in Chicago. You know, I had a great weekend. I was golfing with some buddies. We were up in Wisconsin, and it's kind of weird because I'm so used to being from Chicago. And I, in Chicago, in pandemic land, everybody is wearing a mask. Now, I, I'm not really in Chicago. I'm actually about 40 miles south of Chicago. But everybody wears a mask. You go to the store wearing a mask. Go to the restaurants wearing a mask. Everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. We went to a bar in Lake Geneva and there wasn't a single person in that bar with a mask on, and there had to be about a hundred and something people. I, maybe not a hundred, maybe like eighty people in there, but it was packed. Now, granted, like me and my buddies from Illinois, we hung out outside, but I still had to go inside to go to the bathroom. And now I'm like on day five of being at that bar, and every time I get a tickle in my throat, or if my nose runs a little bit when I wake up in the morning from allergies or whatnot, I'm like terrified that man, am I going to get sick? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Only time will tell. I'm on day five. So, so, so far, I feel good. But man, I was just blown away. And then uh, talking to some of my coaching clients, apparently most places don't wear a lot of masks. It's not very normal for everyone to be wearing it. And I didn't realize that because around me, you will wear a mask. Everybody wears masks. But, you know, I'm excited. Halloween's coming up. We have a Halloween party that we go to every year. We're going to that. As far as, yeah, yeah, we wear masks in public, but as far as my social life, hanging out with my friends, hanging out with family, we're all getting together. So maybe we're not the best social distancers. I'm so sorry. You know, we're, we're not hugging and shaking hands or anything like that, but we are getting together. It's good. I, I like the normalcy, and I had a lot of fun at my golf weekend. Golfed a really good first round. Second and third round were not very good. But hey, what are you going to do? All right, I'm going to tell you a story. I want to teach you something that I've realized just in my own experience, and it's just been really helpful for me, and I hope it's helpful for you. I want to tell you a story. So about maybe January-ish, someone suggested that I talk to a DSO. Now, I know everyone's like, oh, you're such a sellout, man. Don't sell out to the corporate, man. It's awful. Hey, I, I was like, ah, no, I'm not really looking to sell my practice. And then just decided to have the conversation. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll send my financials. All right, I'll send that. And then they came back with an offer, like to partner up to buy 70% of my practice. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is a lot of cash. And then I heard from someone else that talked about there's ways to do it where you don't have to pay tax on the capital gains if you structure it right with a tax attorney. So then I was like, oh man, like this gets me pretty dang close to like my number. You know, everyone's got their number. So I really started entertaining it. And I have a life coach and her name is Ellen. And I probably annoy the hell out of her because she knows I'm a flip-flopper. I go back and forth. I want to do one thing and I make all these reasons why it's such a great idea. And then I, the next day I'm like, oh, no, it's a horrible idea. We should do it this way. So I was kind of going back and forth with, man, should I sell my practice? I mean, should I start transitioning out or should I keep my practice and just continue to do what I'm doing where I'm pulling myself out clinically, you know, only doing the procedures I like. I do the ortho and molar endo and I do my cosmetic cases and uh, only being there like six to seven, you know, eight days a month. So taking a lot of time off. So should I, should I continue doing that? So I told her a story about why I was thinking what I should be doing. And I said, and this and this and that. I'm like, oh, and this. And I keep thinking that, you know, one day I can do this and it's allowed me to do this. And oh, man, it's, it's going to be so crazy. So I'm like, Ellen, like, so what do you think I should do? And she said, well, it doesn't matter what I think. I said, no, no, no. I really want to know what you think I should do because it does matter. And she goes, well, you know what? 
You speak so enthusiastically, it doesn't matter which of the options you were talking about, I would agree with you because of your enthusiasm. And that was kind of like an aha moment for me because it was what she was saying that whether I was telling her the pros of selling the practice or the pros of keeping the practice, I was so enthusiastic. I was so fired up about it. How could she not agree with me, right? So let's talk about enthusiasm, all right? Enthusiasm, what do you bring to the office? How enthusiastic are you? Are you like the bucket dumper? You know, are you going and dumping everybody's buckets when you come in there with your crappy attitude? No, we want to be enthusiastic. So do we want to enroll our team? Because just like I was enrolling my life coach, Ellen, I mean, do we want to enroll our team? How do we do it? How do we inspire them? How do we enroll our patients in what we're recommending? Enthusiasm's a big part of it, okay? I know you might be thinking, "Uh, you know what? I'm just not that enthusiastic of a person. Maybe you're not naturally. Maybe you didn't. Maybe that's just not how you grew up or you're just kind of an introvert. And that's okay. But that's not to say that you can't learn it. You can't get out of your comfort zone. But it's just so uncomfortable when I try. It's supposed to be uncomfortable if you're not used to that. But you need to bring that enthusiasm because your enthusiasm is what's going to really change the energy of your office and your team. So I want you to kind of think about feeling the joy. Like get excited. Think about what you provide for your team. You provide them a job. You give them that they can make an income, that they can provide for their families, okay? Know that they will never, ever have a better boss than you. Be enthusiastic. Get excited about that. What about you provide for your patients? Think about this with your patients. You're sitting there talking to your patient. You're explaining to them. You're telling them the condition of their mouth. In their entire life, until the moment where they're speaking with you, you know, no one else has ever been more of an expert on their mouth. You are the most knowledgeable dental person they know right now, and you're sitting right in front of them. Be enthusiastic. Get excited about what we provide, what we do. Get excited about the technology, the way we do things. You know, all the stuff. Look at all the stuff we can do now with CAD cam and cone beams and CEREC. I mean, it's really cool. It's the day-to-day stuff for us, but it's really cool. You know what's really cool? When I see it, when I have a patient and they're like, digital x-rays are so cool. I'm like, dude, we were doing digital x-rays when I was in dental school 10 years ago, but they've been going to some old dinosaur forever and now they're excited to come to your office. So you should get excited too. So I want to tell you like a situation and you know, something that came up. And, and the reason I tell this is because my team has told me, gosh, you know, it just, I love it when you're here. It just feels so different when you're here. I've had team members saying, like, even like when I'm not around you, the practice feels different when you're here. And what's weird about that is, in reality, when I'm there at the practice, I make their jobs very much more difficult. I am very much more critical of the quality of the of the things on the floor. I walk around the operatories. I want to make sure the chairs are a certain way before they bring the patients back. I make sure that, you know, everything looks good, that the TVs are on the right volume, like all this stuff. Like, yeah, I might be a little crazy. I make their jobs seem very difficult. But you know what? I'm enthusiastic about it. So think about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct a team member because maybe she's going to bring a patient back. And there's like, maybe, maybe there's like a articulating paper on the floor or something. I don't know. We'll just say that. And, you know, there's one way to do it where you're just, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta correct her. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Hey, uh, Melanie, it's really important to me that when we, when we bring patients back, I just noticed that there's this articulating paper on the floor and I just, I, I just don't like when you do that. Can you, can you not ever do that again? Yeah. Yeah. Doc. Sorry. Or it could be like, Hey Melanie, let me show you something here. Okay. So 
everything in this operatory, everything the patient sees matters to them. It matters to, to what they think about our brand. How clean this looks when they come in is how they're going to view how clean our office is. Okay? So I noticed that there's a little articulating paper thing on the floor. I just I want you to be sure that you check everything before you go get the patient because if a patient saw that, they might think the room's not clean and it just ruins the whole experience. So is that cool? And she'll be like, oh yeah, totally. No, yeah, no problem. No, I'm sorry I did that. I'll be like, hey, it's no big deal. It's just something I noticed and I just wanted to point it out. It's just important to me and the experience that we provide to our patients. It's a completely different way of getting feedback. And I could do the same thing for case presentation. There's a completely different way of saying like, yeah, you got the, well, see, you've got this cavity and it's really deep and, and you're going to need to get the, the nerve out. We start saying, hey, you got this cavity and it's really far into the nerve, but the good news is we can save this tooth and, and we can do a root canal and everything can be all good. It's a completely different way of acting. But I think you have to be passionate to some extent about what you do. And I've noticed the times in my career that I haven't been passionate, that I've been burnt out. I bring that to work. I bring that attitude. And it brings everybody else down. So if you're sensing a culture drain, where's the culture drain at your office? It's probably you, Doc. You know, it usually is. It's usually us. We're the ones that's burnt out because all the responsibilities, all the task switching and the team issues happening and stuff like that. So, you know, you just got to fake it. You got to fake it. If you're showing up at work and you're just not feeling it, man, I feel like that almost every Monday and I get myself faked out within about a half an hour of getting there. But my team will tell you when I show up on Monday, I'm kind of a grumpy dude, you know, and that's just, I'm human. But I intentionally try not to be like that because I know how important it is. So moral of the story is be enthusiastic at your practice because enthusiasm is contagious and nobody else will be enthusiastic unless you are first. All right, talking about the sale to the DSO, you're probably wondering, Edge, did you sell your practice? No, I did not sell my practice. So we are going to chug along. We are going to keep the ownership, and we're just going to keep moving along. But it was an interesting experience to see what they offered and see what that realm was like because I, uh, I've never kind of explored that. My practice is kind of at a size where no single person can buy it. It's worth more than the banks are going to be willing to lend anybody. So at some time in my my career, I think the partnering up with the DSO is probably going to be inevitable. I don't know when that's going to be. But for now, we're just going to keep plugging along. All right. Next week, we've got a great episode. we got Dave Goldwyn Hikinto. He actually talks about the enthusiasm in his episode. So that's not what the whole interview is about, but I remember that being part of it. It was a great episode. He's a great friend of mine. I was so happy to have him on the podcast. All right, y'all. We will talk to you next week. Take care. Take care.